What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. Hey everyone, we've got a really special episode for you guys here. We're with an individual who's been a member of Canada's national women's team since 2007. She's a three-time gold medalist, having competed in four Olympic Games thus far and 10 IIHF Women's World Championships. She ranks top 10 all-time in scoring for Canada's national women's team. And on September 13th, she joined the Calgary Flames Hockey Operations Department in a full-time role in player development prospect evaluation, and on-ice instruction, as well as being involved within the Flames Foundation's community programs. We'd like to introduce Rebecca Johnson. How are you, Rebecca? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing good, yeah. I thought I killed that intro. I just <laughs> that all day. <laughs> um, so, Rebecca, I just wanted to start off talking about your, uh, your university career, playing at Cornell. Um, can you just talk about how the atmosphere was there? and how it shaped your game to the international and professional level of hockey. Yeah, I would say Cornell definitely was like a stepping stone for me, making it to the national team um, and just like consistently being on on the national team. I think I I really grew as a person and as a player. Um, You know, you learn so much. I feel like when I was younger, I never left home until I went to college. So Cornell, I, it definitely was a learning curve for me, and, and I learned a lot throughout my four years being there. I had a great coach who really helped me with on-ice um, disability and, and my skill level. I think he was, he was definitely a great coach for me individually. And, um, and then just the atmosphere. I mean, Cornell was a great school. Uh, my last two years, we actually made it to the Frozen Four. So uh, we went from being almost one of the worst teams in the league to one of the best within uh, three, four years, which is pretty remarkable. So um, it was amazing just to be part of a program that, that really turned a corner and, and kind of being that first class to help it really um, go in the right direction and change and change uh, uh, just the team and, and, and what we can do. So it was, it was a pretty cool um, experience and, and Cornell is amazing. It's one of the most beautiful schools I've, ever seen and uh, I was able to get a great education while still playing competitively. Absolutely and how did you guys end up doing in the Frozen Four while you were there? Unfortunately we lost both times in the semis Um, but I think yeah I think we there's one year I think we could have really had a good chance of winning Um, but yeah we it's not the outcome we wanted but definitely was a great experience being able to to make it to Frozen Four two years in a row. Right, and taking the experience from that and into your international career, where you tallied a total of 72 points through 76 games with Team Canada. Um, can you talk about the effort and commitment it took to maintain such a high level of playing, in, especially in international competition? Yeah, I think it's to be able to play at the national team level for, for so long, like you, you really, throughout your career, you know, you start as one player, you develop. Um, you learn a lot throughout the, your years, and, and I think I really grew as a player throughout these years because I really um, used the people around me. I was like a sponge. I really wanted to just learn and grow as a player, um, learn from the from all the amazing players that I was playing with and the coaching staff that I had. So, um, yeah, for me, it was just it was an 
amazing experience and you really have to evolve throughout your career. Like I, I definitely was a different player, probably every Olympics that I've been to um, just trying to, you know, I, you learn so much, you, you really become a different player and you, you play the roles that you need to play. And um, there's a lot that comes with it. So it was a great experience for me to be able to be on the team for so long. It was um, unexpected for sure, but um, takes a lot of, of work and, and dedication for sure. Mm -hmm. In your first couple of years, um, like, was there a name that stood out that really you kind of latched onto and learned from and grew your game from? There was one player that made me just feel so comfortable going in uh, because I started at such a young age. I like um, when I was 17, so I was still in grade 12. Um, right. I was an alternate at the world championships in 2007. And uh, so that was kind of, it was so intimidating for me to come in and, and be with all these players like Haley Wickenheiser and Danielle Goet, all these older players that have been around for so long um, and that I've watched on TV growing up. So um, it was really intimidating. And Carolyn Ouellette was one player that really made me feel comfortable and, and you know, made, made me feel like, you know, I'm here for a reason and, and just to really be confident and go out and um, just show what I, what I, what I can bring. And um, that kind of helped. So she was, she's one player that really stood out to me, just helped me throughout my career. Um, not just the first couple of years, but always giving me that confidence, um, which just an amazing team leader she is. No, definitely. And I just want to talk about the, the feeling of bringing home an Olympic gold medal. What did that mean to you and your family and friends? Oh, I mean, it meant everything. I think that that was a dream come true. It's so hard to explain the feelings you have um, or I, I've had when, when like just getting that gold medal around your neck for the, for the first time, especially it was um, a dream come true. Like I kind of almost get used to what I was thinking about it still just because you know, there's, there's no, there's nothing higher. There's nothing better that I can ever accomplish. So to be able to say I've, I've done that and I've done it multiple times is pretty crazy. Um, so to have my family there also with me in Vancouver was my first Olympics and I had about 10 people there watching me. It was pretty um, amazing feeling. I was like, I was, I remember I was on the ice and we were getting our medals and I can actually see my parents up in the stands and there's 20,000 people in the stands watching us play. And um, that was kind of my first big moment where you're playing in front of so many people and um, I just see my mom crying up there. And so it's just it's like emotional because it's just like, and my dad actually had some tears, which he never cries. So, um, you just, I think the best part about it is, is being able to share it with your loved ones and the people that, you know, I've sacrificed so much for you to accomplish your dreams, um, uh, which are yeah. my parents and my family. So, um, it was an amazing. That's the one thing I remember the most is being able to share it with, with my family. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially with all the early mornings and weekends they gave up to bring you to the rink and whatnot. It definitely exactly. must have been an amazing feeling. Yeah. And we have, I come from a very large family. I have five siblings and we all played hockey. So okay. Yeah. They were at the rink constantly mornings, nights, every day. Yeah. So it was nonstop then. Yeah. So they, they deserved it more than me, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, you mentioned Haley Wickenheiser. Like now she's among five female assistant general managers in the NHL at this stage. Um, Marie-Philippe Poulin, hired by the Habs this summer in a part-time player personnel role. 
Um, former U.S. captain Megan Duggan, now a manager of player development for the New Jersey Devils. Um, Manon Rayom became a like hockey ops and prospect advisor for the LA Kings in July. And she was also the first and only woman to play in the NHL, like in an exhibition game. Um, like as the female presence within the NHL begins to grow, um, what's that feeling like to have little girls look up to you and believe that they could also make it to the NHL someday too? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's pretty crazy. Honestly, I never thought I'd be here to be honest. I've I've never thought I'd I'd accomplish what I have so far, but um, just the opportunities that I've had and this opportunity specifically is, is I'm so like, um, thankful for the opportunity and I like I just can't wait to get started and um, it's it's awesome to see all these females now in in the NHL side of the game and um, you know just the opportunities the messages that I've gotten ever ever since it's been announced just from young girls or um, families like it's it's pretty crazy the support that I've, I've had so far and it's only been like a week or or so so it's um it's, it's just, I'm just honored to be able to have the opportunity. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm just really excited to get started and, um, you know, be part of some of the females that have, that are transitioning in, to these positions. Awesome. And um, in what way are you looking to, like, leave your impact on the team? And, like, what areas do you look to improve? I think uh, for me, the one thing I, I, I've just been through so many different experiences throughout my career. I've, I've dealt with a lot of adversity. Um, I've dealt with a lot of things on the mental side of the game. I've dealt a lot with um, injuries um, and just making it to the top and accomplishing um, my goals and, and just making it to, to be the best in, in, uh, in the world. And um, so I think, that those experiences alone, I feel like I can really help these prospects, um, you know, these guys develop and, and, and accomplish their goals of, of making it to the NHL and taking that next step. Um, because there's, there's just so many things you don't know when you're younger. And, and I wish I knew a lot of this stuff when I was younger, cause I just, it just would have been an easier transition or I would, I would have been able to like develop a lot quicker. Um, and so uh, a lot of like a lot of the stuff with with sport is it's not just about like on the ice or on the field like there's a lot of half of it is it's the mental side of the game and being able to to deal with certain um situations and, and adversity so i think that's the main thing i hope to to help and to help these prospects develop um i i just think that those are some things that can shed some light on for sure no, definitely. And like with the, you were talking about the mental side of the game. I think somebody who's been at the top and knows what it takes to, uh, to go out there and win the Olympics, say, or a gold medal or the Stanley Cup for, for uh, that fact. It's definitely a huge part of it. And we're really excited to see what you can do with the prospects to help them out. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it takes so much, like, I, I just know the grind. Like I know how, how it works. It, it might not be the same. Like I'm not, you know, winning a Stanley mm-hmm. Cup Olympics is, is definitely something that, um, you know, is, is obviously similar in, in my books and on the female side is, uh, it's not an easy year. It's not an easy time to try to make that Olympic team and then to actually, um, win an Olympic, uh, gold medal for your country. So right. there's a lot of experiences that I can shed some light on and, and just hopefully the guys, um, you know, respect that experiences and, and want to learn and, 
and grow from them. This is a fun question that I don't think anyone's asked you the last little while. What's your usual go-to pump-up song? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, asked, I asked Nazim Kadri the same thing, and he gave me an assortment of hip-hop, which is the same rotation that I have, so I didn't really add anything new. Um, but Oh, God. I'm, like, the least <laughs> – I won't say I'm superstitious at all, so I won't I won't listen to the same songs by any means. Um, so God, I'm a bad person to ask this. I love country, so I can honestly listen to country at any time, like before game, after game, like cool down, whatever it is. Um, but definitely a lot of like a lot of pop, like top forty type music is played in our dressing room, and um, yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can give you one. <laughs> no, that's what hate. Kind of boring answer. <laughs> Fine, pop, pop is lit. I listen to pop too. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any like fun hockey stories that you could leave us off with? Maybe something from like a past Olympics or World Championship. Well, like a fun one was uh, in Vancouver, 2010. So it's kind of a while ago. Um, but like after we won, I don't know if um you guys remember, but. Uh, we were celebrating on the ice. So we were in the dressing where we were all on the ice. We had beers and cigars and we were kind of just laying on the ice. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just celebrating and no one was in the rink. So we didn't think it was a big deal. And then the next day uh, it was all in the paper and I woke up to um, a huge blowout of me on the front page on the Zamboni with the beer in my hand. And <laughs> I was so nervous because I was of age. I was 19 or 20, just turned 20. So I was of age, but I, I, I thought I was going to be in so much trouble. And, um, right. Cause I didn't know if that was allowed or not, but there were cops on the ice with us. So I figured it was fine. Um, yeah. So then it was just this huge ordeal. Uh, but that was kind of like a fun Canadian moment. I guess. Uh, just being on the ice and drinking after you win. It's kind of, there's there's no better way to win as a Canadian other than that. Exactly. For sure. yeah. 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 That that really sealed the deal, I think. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun one. I feel like I have a lot of those little stories, but uh that one sticks out the most for sure. No, awesome. Awesome. That's pretty much all we have for you, Rebecca. Thank you for coming on. This was awesome. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It was nice to see a different side of the hockey world for sure. It was nice to meet you, guys. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, too. And good luck this year. Hopefully everything goes well and you fit into the new role nicely. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks, okay. Rebecca. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, thanks, Rebecca. Appreciate it. Yeah, bye. So that was Rebecca Johnson. And if uh, anybody heard any banging in the back, that was my cat playing with the door. Um, he would not <laughs> stop. I had to get up and try and go and get him away, but he's still just hanging out there. Hmm. So. I'm going to cut that part out so SeatGeek doesn't get mad. Just kidding. I'm going to leave that in. It's fine. <laughs> I know that we're sponsored, but life happens. Anyway, if you guys liked our content, feel free to like, comment, subscribe for more videos like this one. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody.